the righteousness of faith. Father, thank you for your word. Your word is spirit, your word is truth, and your word is life. And without your word, we would have no life. Without your word, we would not be walking in the light. Without your word, we wouldn't know you like we do and have the opportunity to develop in our relationship with you. For in you, we live. In you, we move. In you, we have our very being. And it is so evident, Father, the more we grow in you, that your word is what grounds us. Your word is what anchors us. Your word, Father. So I ask you to give us all eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand what you're saying unto us once again this time around as we go into your word, Father, so that we may know you better, walk with you better, recognize you in our days, recognize you in our nights, recognize you in all of our activities and what we do so that we can be successful in life and occupy until you send Jesus to come catch us away, Lord. We seek to do your will. We are here to do the work that you've given to us to do. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now open your Bible with me. We're going back to Hebrews. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus, our high priest, the high priest of our confession, saying the same thing that he said. We are speaking covenant words, acknowledging him, recognizing him, recognizing his word. If he said, say it, if his voice spoke to you, if the revelation has come to you, that's what you are thinking, that's what you are speaking, that's what you are saying, and consequently, that's what Jesus can bring to pass as our high priest. We need to give him something to offer. We need to give him something to work with. He's ministering for us, and he's got angels that he will send to minister for us, as heirs of salvation. He is the high priest of our confession. He's our Melchizedek. He's our king of righteousness. He's king righteousness. Hallelujah. He is our Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation made perfect through sufferings. If you go over to Hebrews chapter 12, he says in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He just finished going through Hebrews 11. You can read that yourself. Hebrews 11 all the way through Example after example after example of those that were walking by faith. They heard what the Father said. They saw what He showed them. They dared to believe. And against all odds, against all natural odds, against governments, against situations, circumstances, against hostility, against demon spirits, against threats of their lives, against danger, against natural disasters, they stood, they believed, they made it through. And they're examples of faith that overcomes, faith that conquers, faith that makes it through. And here we are reading and picking up in verse 1 of chapter 12. We have such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us, let us, saints, us that are listening to this right now, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
looking unto Jesus. So as you're running this race, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Look at that. Jesus had joy. He saw what he was going to do ultimately, and he despised the shame of the present moment. He pressed on for joy. We need to consider him. He had sinners that were contradictory to him. They were contradicting what he wanted to do and where he was going and where he was going to ultimately go to the cross and raise from the dead to take us to the Father. Hallelujah. It was for our benefit he did these things. He had joy set before him. Well, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ himself even, has given you a vision. He's given you a goal. He's given you an assignment. He's given you a race. You have something you need to do, and you need to consider Him. You need to count it all joy. You need to realize that Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the ultimate author and finisher of your faith. He began your faith, and He will bring it to full completion, in which case you will be Hallelujah with him in heaven, ruling and reigning in the new heaven and the new earth, ultimately. Glory to God. But between now and then, we're here. We're here. We're not just waiting till we die and go to heaven. We're in eternity now. We've already been raised up to sit together with him in heavenly places. Those of us that are giving our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father is our Father and the Holy Spirit dwells within us and we feed on his word and we have a relationship with him. We're walking together with him every day. We're in eternity now. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us we've been raised up to sit together with him in those heavenly places and that we're seated at his right hand and he's showing us the exceeding greatness of his power. He's he's showing us his kindness and his goodness and his love. Here we we are saints occupy till he comes between now and the catching away between now and your time of, of, of departure you need to be walking on that path of righteousness walking with him running your race with patience I'm going to move on Jesus is the author of our faith the word author is chief leader or prince leader or pioneer a pioneer is one that goes before us, clears the path, cuts the path, packs down the path, makes it so it's a beaten path. You, you can tell where it, where it is, and you've got a place to put your feet. It's not mushy. And all of the obstacles have been moved away. All of the obstacles that would stop you from going now. Now, there may be enemies that try to get on that path, or there may be things along that path that would try to distract you and get you to veer off that path. But if you're marching on that path, following the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got angels watching over you, you've got His Word fixing your focus, and you won't be distracted. Those things can't hurt you unless you let them hurt you. The enemy can't hurt you unless you give him place in your mouth. Don't say what he pressures you to say. 
Don't do what he presses you to do. Don't think what he presses you to think. If he talks to you, if you get wicked thoughts coming and bombarding your mind, if you get thoughts of condemnation or failure saying you can't do it, you can't run your race, you're too old, you're not... You're too young. You don't have the education. You don't have the resources. You don't have the opportunities. You missed your boat. All that trash. Don't pay any attention. You answer. You say, no, that's a lie. You say, devil, get out of here. Shut up. I'm not listening to you. And then you just praise the Lord for what he's shown you. You speak his word. Hallelujah. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the pioneer and the consummator of your faith. Glory be to God. We know that Jesus cut a new path. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. (laughs) Glory to God. We're going to go over there. I'm getting a little bit ahead of where we are in the scriptures. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 3. And we are going to see where the serpent came and tempted Eve. Yes, we are. And it was... In verse 3, the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit. A tree to be desired to make one wise. There is a problem with that. Number one, the serpent was contradicting the Lord himself that commanded them not to eat it. It was the serpent, not the Lord, that was telling her that you would know good and evil and be wise. And she perceived and figured, well, then it will make me wise. There's a problem with that wisdom. And if we go to James chapter 3, verse 15, he says, This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Look at that. The wisdom that's from above is full of good fruits, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Fruits. Fruits. Hallelujah. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, knowing right from wrong, the the evil, the evil wisdom, the wisdom that is from below, that twists, that brings you condemnation. You see what's right, but you do wrong. You do wrong, and then you recognize you should have done right, and the condemnation that comes, and then the enemy gets in the middle of that and says, you're no good, and condemnation after condemnation. Jesus came to remove that condemnation. The Holy Spirit has come into you and is saying, Abba, Father, not the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption saying, you belong. You are now part of the new kingdom. You have every right to the tree of life. And the tree of life bears all manner of fruits. (laughs) Hallelujah. Righteousness. The fruits of righteousness. Fruits of wisdom. 
knowledge, counsel, might, understanding, the fear of the Lord, wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing, fruits, fruits of righteousness, fruits of what He called you to do, the produce of your call on your life. Hallelujah. Whatever you're gifted and skilled to do, He has what you need to walk that path. Now, there was a path that Eve started and Adam started in that garden. It was walking on that sensual wisdom. It was walking in that devilish wisdom. It was walking knowing good and evil. And that messed things up. That changed things. I mean, first of all, they knew they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together. They're hiding in the bush from the Father who knows and sees everything. I mean, none of this stuff is working. It's all messed up. But you see in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. He increased. He beat forward. He chopped forward. He cut a new path. Jesus is the pioneer of our faith. He's the pioneer of our wisdom, the wisdom that's from above and the stature and the favor with God and with man as a result. He cut the new path. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the pioneer and the consummator of your faith. Glory to God. You need to follow him. You need to get in his word and see what he's showing you. John chapter 16 verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. All truth, not just one truth, not just the truth that if you receive Jesus, you will ultimately, when you die, go to heaven and be saved from eternal damnation. That is good. But that's only the beginning. That's the foundation. That is so basic, it's not even funny. It's very important. But there is so much more to life. We are to occupy till he comes. We are to advance and hold. We are to look unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, faith, and for the joy that is set before us, run our race, knowing that he's given us of his spirit, who will guide us into all truth. He'll not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show us things to come. He's going to show us what's down that path. He's going to show us what's up over that hump, around that corner, over that hill. He's going to show us. Verse 14, he will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. He will glorify me, receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. You. That is powerful. That is significant. Go to John 14. Just back up a little bit. And Jesus said in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I'm the way to the Father. I'm the full truth. And I am the life to take you from death to life. I am the life. I'm your way to have a relationship with the Father. First and foremost. Now, run your race. Run your race. I've already cut the path. I've cut the path of a new wisdom. A path that was not cut before now. Men were going the wrong way. Proverbs says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. From the time in that Garden of Eden when they ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
thinking it was a good thing to do all the way through, men, by and large, not all, there were some that followed the Lord, and Noah, for example, Abraham, but even before Abraham started, in righteousness, he followed the way that seemed right, but it was leading unto death. Moon worshiper. <laughs> the Lord said, get out of there. Follow me. I'm going to make you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you. And he did. Now, if you go over to Romans chapter 8, you're going to see that he has prepared a way for us, and we need to make sure that we focus in on him. Glory to God. Verse 4, The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Look at that. Jesus cut a new path. It's walking after the Spirit, not walking after the flesh. For they that are after the flesh, those that are following the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are following the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is guiding you into all truth, teaching you all things, showing you things to come, bringing to your remembrance what Jesus has already spoken unto you, what the Word has already said to you, that revelation, that thing, that, that light that He's already given unto you. I'm telling you, if you walk in the light as He is in the light, in His light, you will see light. And the Entrance, the opening of his word gives light, and his word is a light unto your path and a lamp unto your feet. As you walk on that path of righteousness where wisdom, true wisdom, is marching along, that's because Jesus cut the path of righteousness. He cut the new path. He cut the path that was seldom traveled, and it was so seldom traveled, it was all bushed over and all overgrown, and even those that had traveled it, they didn't travel it in its fullness. Jesus took it right down to the purest form. He took it down to the absolute. He cut a brand new path that had never been walked on before, and he led us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. He took us all the way from death to the resurrection, ascension to the throne with him, seated by the Father. You are, hallelujah, a member of the body of Christ. You are a believer. Look at verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's hostile to the law of God. Neither indeed it can it be. It's not subject. Pardon me. I'm going to read that again. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. The carnal mind, knowing good and evil, stuck, vacillating, hesitating, double-minded, right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. What if you only knew right? What if you only ate of the tree of life? What if you only ate of the tree of righteousness? What if you only looked to him and him alone? What if you only followed his word? Well, that's challenging in this world where we're at, but Jesus cut a new path, and he gave us provision. He said, I'll give you, give you my word, and my word's going to purge you and keep you clean. He said, I'll give you my blood. And the blood of Jesus will purge your conscience from dead works, from all the filth of the world that you have to go through every day, so that you can serve the living God. Amen. Romans 8. Let's move on down. He says in verse 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. All things what? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. 
Now I'm going to insert something there. But Jesus cut a new path. He increased. He cut the new path of wisdom. He cut the new path of righteousness. He's the captain, the pioneer of our salvation. He cut a path that was not known of salvation. The, 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 the prophets of old and the saints of old, they saw it far off. In whatever manner they saw it, and however far they saw it, they saw little bits, but they didn't see the fullness. They didn't see the consummation. They saw a little bit. But Jesus cut the path all the way. He is the captain. He's the author. He is the prince leader, the chief leader. He is the pioneer, the one that cleared all the obstacles out of the way of your salvation, your ultimate deliverance, permanently and temporally while we're here. But he's also the pioneer and the consummator, the one that brings it to full completion of your faith. If you start on that path with him, he'll bring it to pass. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it and the Father will get the glory. If you abide in me and my words are living in you, you'll demand your rights. They'll be rendered unto you. If you demand anything in my name, I'll do it and the Father will get the glory. If you abide in me, oh, glory to God. I'm going to go to that in a moment. Let's finish off reading this. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So these things haven't entered into the heart of men, the things which God has prepared for them to love and to look. God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. The Spirit of the world. We haven't received the Spirit of the world, but we've received the Spirit of God so that we can know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Jesus cut a new path. He also made a way that you can enjoy those things. He made a way. He didn't just make things available. He made a way for us to lay hold of them with words that we speak taught by the Holy Spirit. Not the words of man's wisdom. Not that fallen, sensual, devilish wisdom that started in the garden at that silly tree that they weren't supposed to eat. That tree was God's tree. He said, don't touch it. Excuse me for calling it silly. He said, don't touch it, lest you die. He wouldn't have put it there if there wasn't a purpose for it. It's not a silly tree. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Fair enough. But he said, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Eat the tree of life. Eat the tree of life. Eat the tree of life. All through the Proverbs, he talks about the tree of life, the tree of life, the benefits of the tree of life, referring to the righteous, the tree of life. You look in the book of Revelation, there's no tree of the knowledge of good and evil in there. And when he talks about the new heaven and the new earth, he talks about the tree of life, bearing 12 manner of fruit all through the year. Glory to God and the leaves and the, and the healing properties and all the fruits thereof. Glory to God. We are to eat from the wisdom that's from above on that tree of life. Glory to God. So we are speaking through the wisdom that the Holy Spirit teaches, the one that's guiding you into all this truth, the pioneer of your faith, the pioneer of your salvation, sent His Spirit to guide with you, to abide with you, to lead you on that path. But 
look, the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Well, who's a natural man? A natural man, well, first and foremost, is someone that is not born again. That's a natural man. But a natural man is also a carnal man, one that's only led by his senses. And we read about that in Romans chapter 8. You can read that in its fullness in Romans chapter 8 from start to finish, talking about the carnal man versus spiritual man. And the carnal man is the baby. And the spiritual man is the full-grown son. We know that if we go into chapter 3 right here. Because of foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. This is why you got to spend time in the Word. You need to be praying in other tongues. And you need to be listening to him and letting him give you revelation and light of his Word. But he that is spiritual judges or discerns all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Who has known the mind of the Lord that, we may, that he may instruct him? But we, we saints, we, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Now, I'm just going to leave you with that and say, get into your word. Get into your Bible. Get into prayer. Get into fellowship with the Father. Let him, by his Spirit, speak to you and show you things to come. Show you things to come for you. Show you things to come for your life. And then follow him on that path of righteousness where wisdom marches along. And I can guarantee you that if you will follow him, you will see come to pass the things that he's prepared for you. Jesus, the King of Righteousness, your righteous King, is the pioneer and the consummator of your faith. Now what do I have to say to you? You that are righteous, you that are listening, occupy till he comes advance and hold and continue to advance and hold remember the righteous by faith shall live